This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Score North on AM 1500 KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis, 94.5 KSTP FM St. Paul HD2 and on scorenorth.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. It's the football free agency frenzy bonanza. NFL players can sign with new teams. It's true, they can. It's unbelievable. Football free agency frenzy bonanza on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Yeah, kicking off the football free agency frenzy bonanza here on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, the only place in town where you get Vikings talk five days a week on 1500 on scorenorth.com and streaming on Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch. And uh, right over here, right over my left shoulder here, if you're watching, we, ha- we have NFL Twitter covered for you. So we're, we're your one-stop shop. You're going to get all the latest moves from all the people who cover the NFL for a living. And uh, Judd and I are going to talk about all those moves as they come down throughout the afternoon. And this is just the beginning of a huge, huge week. Nobody is going to have NFL free agency and the Vikings covered like score North this week. Judd, I can't even, I can't even promote everything that we have going on on the station and across all our platforms all week long. Now to break this down accurately mm-hmm. at 11 a.m. Central, are we daylight time now? Yes, we are at 11 a.m. Central day- daylight time. We opened up what we like to call and this is my favorite phrase uh-huh. of all time in sports, the legal tampering period. Yes. So it's legal. So the, the tampering that was going on at the Combine, which was against the rules, and the uh, league turns a blind eye towards, that's now done. So we are now in the window of the legal tampering period, which began at 11 this morning and continues, if I have this correct, until 3 o'clock on Wednesday, at which time we will begin the actual free agency signing period. It's a glorious week. It really is a glorious week. It's just week. a glorious and week. And things have already started popping off in the NFL and free agency this week. This just came down, and Matthew Collar called it a five-ball emoji situation. Five-eyeball emoji situation. We're going to get into the Vikings moves in just one second. The Buc- Buccaneers have released wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, and he will likely try to join the Eagles as a free agent. And they probably did that because Tampa Bay is the only team that uh, that entered this morning in the entire National Football League, Rami, mm-hmm. that had less cap space than the Vikings. Over the cap, I looked at it this morning, had the uh, had the Buccaneers at salary cap space at $2.1 million dollars. That's not going to be sufficient. Were they it? like six and ten or five and eleven or something like that? Yeah, it didn't work out well, and Dirk Cotter was their <laughs> coach, and it didn't work out. But they were the only team, so I would guess that uh, Tampa Bay has only begun Manny Hill when it comes to 
jettisoning players oh, to create cap busy. space. And the Vikings have begun jettisoning players to create cap space. Uh, right around 11 o'clock, they announced, or shortly thereafter, they have cut Andrew Sandejo and Mike Remmers. They started the day with about $4.94 million in cap space available, Judd, and they added another $4.93 million. So just short of $10 million now in cap space available for the Minnesota Vikings to go into free agency. Yes, and keep in mind, too, the one thing that's important here is they're going to need about three mil alone just to sign their draft picks. So that has to be reserved as well. So one would think and one would hope and logically conclude that there are more negotiations going on to restructure contracts and and or trade guys. And uh, you would have to think that Everson Griffin is gone for sure. This just doesn't work. It's He's not, a $10 million cap yeah. hit, and they can get out of that for next to nothing. Exactly. As far as dead cap goes. So, so I, either he's going to restructure to what's going to be an incredibly team-friendly deal for the Vikings, or he's gone. I would have to. That one makes sense. Kyle Rudolph, I would have thought the same thing uh, as of yesterday until this morning when I saw Andrew Kramer's story in the Star Tribune, where it appears that Kyle is very confident, and his agent even came out and doubled down yesterday and said, there's no discussions going on with me or with Kyle and the team about a restructure, which evidently means that the Vikings are going to uh, keep that contract, which honestly surprises me. It doesn't shock me that they would keep Kyle, and it doesn't shock me that they would that they would try and keep him at a team-friendly deal, uh, but... All appearances are, and I th- I think the Star Tribune story said that Kyle was the eighth highest paid tight end in the league yeah. in 2018. It would appear he's going to come back on that contract for 2019, which personally I think is a mistake, but that's my own personal You know what's feeling. amazing to me about that? In, in those same quotes, he says he'd be totally open. He says he'd be stupid not to be open to renegotiating with the Vikings to get a little bit more guaranteed money and, and a few years added to his contract and reduced the you know cap what I would tell for him? the Vikings. You know what I would tell him? What? I would just say, Kyle, here's the deal. We gave you a really fair contract. We have no interest in giving you a lot of uh, guaranteed cash for the coming years because you're not exactly a young man now. We've been very fair. Honestly, if you don't like what we're going to offer you, then then you are more than welcome to try and go find work elsewhere. But you're going to come back on our terms. No, but it sounds like he's totally open to it. No, but and, he, and they but he just wants, haven't they haven't talked they haven't approached him. But he's talking about a restructure that could guarantee him more money now in future years and at the time of signing because the cap can be played with. Right. So, yeah. So, but any any sort of But I would say if I was Spielman and Brzezinski and Zimmer, I would say no Kyle, we're talking about you taking a deal that is completely friendly to us. Yeah, but any sort of restructuring comes with a a certain amount of sure. guaranteed money more sure. th- more than what you have coming to you. That's mm-hmm. that's the trade off between you and the team. You say, hey, I'll I'll take less money this year, but a couple extra years added to the contract, and maybe another million or two guaranteed. And he, it's it, here it says he, here's the quote right here. I don't want to play anywhere else. The Vikings know that they know I want to finish my career here. It's funny when I read stuff that I turned down a restructure. You'd have to be out of your mind to turn down a restructure when I have a, an unguaranteed contract. They're going to guarantee money, lower my cap number, and help the team. If that was ever put on the table, why would I decline it? Why hasn't it been put on the table? I don't understand it. Hmm. I don't get it. And I would, and, and I, I, listen, I would go to him with what I consider to be a very fair deal if I'm the Vikings to me, not to him. But yeah, give him a million dollars. I don't care. But Right before the graph that you read in Kramer's story, Star Tribune this morning, it also says um, uh, 
Kyle said he'd welcome a new contract, adding there is an understanding between the Vikings and his camp about his playing future in Minnesota, which I again slow down and say, what, why, what are you doing? <laughs> this is a tight, I mean, he's not a bad player. I don't mean to rip the guy. He's not a bad player. And a great but guy this is, from all indications. Yeah, but yeah. that's not the point. That's There's a irrelevant. lot of good people. Yeah. This is a this is a cutthroat business in None which you're are sitting in here. By trying, the way. No, 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 no. But uh, we're not trying to win Super Bowls. Right. They are. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this one surprises me because if if you were to ask me going into today what I thought would happen, Sandejo being cut makes perfect sense. Remmers being cut and and the Vikings on the way out though the Vikings owe Remmers an apology. They screwed him. They signed him as a right tackle. He played pretty well there. They moved him to guard. He became ineffective there. That's their fault. Dumb move. But him being cut, no surprise. Griffin, I think, will be traded and or cut. But the fourth guy that I would have given you this morning is Kyle and said there's definitely, I don't think he's going to be gone, but there will definitely be something done with that contract. And if there's not, it's surprising. Okay, so where are the needs now? If if they if they go they've obviously they've cut Remmers they've cut Sandejo we're assuming Griffin is soon to follow is that is that an assumption yeah. that we're gonna a conclusion I we're gonna jump to I think that's perfectly fair yes okay so where where are the needs now as the Vikings enter free agency and if they cut Griffin they'll enter free agency with close to twenty million dollars in cap space uh, needs remain at O line for sure right. obviously uh, if they trade and or cut Griffin. I still think that that you move uh, Daniil Hunter from left end to right end. That's Griffin's old spot, right? You you play Weatherly at left end. You need some depth there, but that's not a huge need. It's not as if Griffin's departure will create a starting role. It won't. So I think that's fair. Safeties? Have you looked at the market of safeties now? Yeah. Everybody and their brothers. If I'm Sandejo, I'm thinking... Okay, I could end up with the Arizona Cardinals. I could end up maybe on the East Coast or at Wendy's. Like, you have no... (laughs) Seriously, there's so many safeties now. You... Sandejo has as good a chance as being recruited hard by Burger King, Wendy's, and McDonald's. <laughs> Seri- no, I'm dead serious. Yeah, I, know, I know. I looked at the list of safeties now. Landon Collins, you've got yeah, and, and Honey Badger. And by the way, for all of the for all of the people on Collins saying, what are the Giants doing? Huge mistake. I looked into that. Landon Collins, exceptional against the run. Very good there. Against the pass, liability. So that move is not nearly as bad as people think. Uh, and then also, we didn't bring this up. The Vikings placed tenders on two of their restricted free agents, Anthony Harris and Rashad Hill, today as well. And Harris, they gave, who's also a safety, who essentially took Sandejo's spot after Sandejo played in five games and suffered that groin injury. They gave Anthony Harris a second round tender. Good for him, man. Which is really good because that, that means if the two sides do not come to an extension agreement, he's going to make three mil in 2019. So I think the needs today. Stay where the needs were on Friday, and and to the conversation that we had on this very show last week when I was in Florida. I really believe that if you look at this list of of pending free agents and guys being cut, the only guy that I would work hard to bring back is Sheldon, who I think is going to be too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think that there's any other that there's going to be a glaring need created by these moves. See, I. On offensive line, we're looking at they need two starters, right? 
You yeah. need to add two starters on offensive line. Yeah. And I think that with, with Richardson likely gone, and if we're talking about Everson Griffin being gone, we're going to jump to that conclusion. I think you need to add, whether it's through free agency or through the draft, at least one starter on defensive line. I think you need an interior guy. For I mean, sure. you have some you depth and guys that will sure. step up, but if you want impact, which you, you do want from, from, from your front line, you're going to need to add a starter on, on your, on your defensive line and you're losing Anthony Barr at linebacker. I mean, Mike Zimmer is a defensive-minded head coach, and he's been very good at what he does. But we're the 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 losses on the defensive side of the football are are starting to add up here. When you consider Barr, if we're cutting Griffin, if if you're letting Sheldon Richardson walk, the the losses on the defensive side of the football are starting to pile up. The Barr one though had to be assumed, right? Yes, because Barr was going to leave. So yeah. there had to be some sort of plan in place yeah. for that one. You think? Yeah, and the Gri- the Griffin one doesn't bug me one bit. It doesn't because they have other it, options there. And if this was the same player pre issues last year, then yes. But the guy that came back was not the same player. And you've got guys. Hunter has turned into an absolute stud, Pro Bowl type of player. Mm-hmm. Move him to right end; he'll be fine. I think the and one Weatherly's very very serviceable yes. on the other end. Yeah. And I think the one position to go back to that we've talked about, but I think that they can find a guy here who can be successful. Interior, interior line. But you still got Joseph. So it's not like you're dying there. If you create a rotation inside by him, I think you're fine. And on the bar topic, I really believe if you look at this, the Vikings have a case to be made that Kendricks is a consistent player at linebacker for them next year. But you find an extra safety, and you start deploying three safeties at, at times. So this whole thing about linebacker, 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 it's important, but it's not going to be as glaring as we potentially think. When you say go add a safety, are you talking about one of these guys that, that I think you find are at one. the top of the, the free agent not, not market? Necessarily. Okay. No, 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 no. I, I'm, like I'm saying... Eric Weddle. I, no, I'm saying you Ron go... Matthew would be a lot of fun. <laughs> he would be, but... <laughs> but Honey Badger would be a lot of fun, Judd. But you know what? This is what this is one league when when we're talking about positions like that, though, where we get so in love with players that we know, and it would be fun. I'm not saying that it wouldn't be, but we get so we fall so in love with. Oh man, that guy! I've seen him play, and he's a stud. And then we overlook the guys that we don't talk about that might actually be really good. And this sport is brutal. You age quickly. Yeah. It's not like baseball where you you get a guy after four years, and oh boy, he's got four great years left, or five, or ten, and so. In Zimmer's defense, I think you can get creative. I think you can develop guys. I think that you can find guys. I really do. The other part of it, too, though, is they have to decide. They have to weigh their options in terms of what what, what do we address in free agency? What do we address in the draft? Because they're freeing up cap space, but it's still it's still not a lot of cap space that they're freeing up. So they have to be really careful in free agency in terms of how much of that money they allocate to one or two guys if they can just maybe find, you know, and plug that hole in the draft maybe. If they make what we would consider to be a splash move, I'll be very surprised. I'll be really surprised. I think you got to add people and add guys uh, both in in the free agency process and through the draft. But, Rami, if they go out and spend big on one guy, I'll be very surprised. Even if it's an O-lineman? 
I mean, those just by by well, nature of the name, they're not big splash. But but you I mean, look at some of the money that gets thrown around offensive linemen, and it's big splash. But I mean, the splash move today was was something that they can't even consider doing. But that's the uh, Oakland agreeing to a contract with Patriots left tackle Trent Brown, four years, sixty six million. So yes, in the sense that I don't think that they can afford to make the type of what we would consider a splash move, I don't think that they can afford that at that spot. Has Roger Saffold Maybe signed anywhere yet, Manny? Have I uh, have I missed no, anything about I a Roger Saffold signing? About Roger Saffold yet? Well, he can't really sign. He can agree because we, of course, are in the legal tampering period. Isn't it amazing that the team that won the Super tampering. Bowl? Isn't so it amazing I. though that the team that won the Super Bowl can just let their left tackle, their starting left tackle, just walk in free? But agency. you know what? This time it's and, gonna, they're, and they're okay with this it. This time it's going to burn them. The Patriots are dead. You mark my words, they'll only win one game next September, and then we'll be able to declare them dead. Yes, this time Bill Belichick got it wrong. <laughs> this time he's wrong. Every other time he's been right, but this time Bill Belichick is wrong. You're uh, listening to Purple Daily on Score North on 1500 and com. We're also streaming live on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And right here behind me, right over my left shoulder here, if you're watching on those fine platforms, you'll see uh, NFL Twitter. We have it covered for you right there. So you can watch the moves as they happen from all the big names covering the NFL and watch Judd and I talk about those moves. You're listening to Purple Daily, Score North on 1500scorenorth.com. The Vikings apparently have big plans. Plans for a guy that Vikings fans did not think they would have big plans for. We'll talk about that next, right after this. Purple Daily. Football has been my love and passion my entire life. Find out what's happening with the purple and talk about it. You and I are not on the same page. That's what makes this more fun. Breaking it down. Do I think that is the Vikings' long-term solution at quarterback to a problem in this town that's been a problem for a long, long time? Absolutely not. Because the Vikings are on your mind all the time, not just during the season. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that all day. I'm not surprised. Football wins. Football always wins. Right? Purple Daily on Score North. ScoreNorth.com. Football free agency frenzy bonanza. It is football free agency frenzy bonanza here on Purple Daily on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Matthew Collar will be here later today, Score North Live from 2 until 4. He'll have the free agency frenzy bonanza covered like a blanket tonight from 6.30 until 7. A Twitter watch-along of uh, NFL free agency with uh, Phil Mackey Collar and my co-host here on Purple Daily, Judd Zulgad. Uh, give us a call if you want to get in on the action, 651-646-8255. We're also streaming live on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And uh, if you're watching us on those platforms, right there behind me, that's NFL Twitter. So you can follow all the moves from all the guys who are covering the NFL. And Judd and I are going to talk about it. Uh, Judd has some news um, that you may want to pull over for. If you're listening in your car right now, maybe pull off to the side of the road. If you're listening at home, just grab a seat on the couch. We don't want anybody to to fall over and get hurt. It concerns or drive uh, off the road. Or drive off the road, right? Just flat out go right exactly. into the ravine or something. Because I was uh, taken aback by these comments that Judd is about to read to you. All right. So if anybody, if I missed this from the combine, I apologize, but I, I don't recall see this seeing this. Combine. So. On the back page of the uh, Star Tribune sports section yesterday, C14 to be exact, our, our guy Ben Gessling did a uh, position-by-position breakdown of the Vikings with the salary of each player and also the big decision that each team or, or that each position group faces, all right? I'm going to read you from the last sentence, sort of lengthy, of the wide receiver position, and then we can react. 
Though the Vikings would save $654,770 by cutting Laquan Treadwell, Coach Mike Zimmer said new assistant head coach Gary Kubiak has, quote, big plans for the former first-round pick. For Laquan Treadwell. New assistant head coach Gary Kubiak has, (laughs) according to the head coach, big plans, in quotations, for the former first-round pick. Now, number one, did I miss those? And number two is, (laughs) is this just a complete smokescreen we're talking about here? I've not seen this. I can't believe. I'm putting... Are they trying to... Build a trade market for well, him, and I, and personally, that you know, can't be it. That I think, can't that possibly can't be, be it. it. I think Kubiak's going to do a good job. I like what they're doing here, so I have I've never objected to this hire. I think it's a good idea. I think he's a veteran offensive guy. I think it's everything that you probably want for a Mike Zimmer coach team, especially because Mike's strength is on the defensive side. But what the hell is this? No, I, I don't know, Judd. I'm asking for in- <laughs> I don't interpretation know. help. I don't know. If you're looking for me to explain what they're expecting from Laquan Treadwell or why they're expecting that from him, now, you're, you're looking to the I, wrong guy I'm not going to try answers. and figure it out because I want to keep my you brain healthy. You don't have he- the answers I want to keep my brain man. healthy. <laughs> Wish I had thought of that a long time ago. Um, <laughs> so here, okay, here's the problem. The Antonio Brown thing, I completely disagreed with Collar on. I don't think you can go out when, when you're this up against the cap and trying to create room. I don't think you can go out and get a three uh, a third receiver who's really a one or a two. And and now you've got Diggs, who is very good, Thielen, who is very good, and Brown. Right. So I disagreed with that philosophy completely. But where I don't disagree with Matthew, and where I think he's exactly right, is you do have to go get Kirk Cousins more help. You've got to get him a he's going to throw the ball to guys on the field, right or wrong. And if that's Laquan Treadwell, that's wrong. That's a wrong choice. So you've got to remove that choice. It's like it, it it's like it's like when you got a kid, which I don't, but let's say I did, and I've got poison in the house. I'm gonna put that poison up really high so Judd Jr. can't get to it because he doesn't know better than to go up there and start drinking the poison. I don't this, want him to die. This is like who wants to be a millionaire and you want to get rid of half of your options to know what the right options sure. were. You've got four options and you want to eliminate two of them. If if it's who wants to be a millionaire and Vikings wide receivers, if Laquan Treadwell <laughs> if is one the of the 50, four, 50, you just do the 50-50, and Laquan Treadwell will be the only one that disappears, and you still have three other options left. And, and if, if you I, need to, phone a friend, and they're going to tell yes. you to cut Laquan Treadwell. If, yes. I, if I was to be invited to Vikings camp for a day and given all access, and Zim said to me, Judd, I don't really like you, but I'm going to allow you to do whatever you want. I would go around the locker room and put stickers, labels on guys. Laquan Treadwell would have Mr. Yuck on his jersey so that Kirk Cousins didn't throw the ball to him. So he needs to be removed as an option here. He doesn't, he can't be an option. Kirk Cousins will throw to him still. So to read this again from Ben Gessling Star Tribune yesterday, and it's just one sentence that Coach Mike Zimmer said new assistant head coach Gary Kubiak has, quote, big plans for the former first round pick really leaves me at a loss for words, and i got to think that there's something going on here. I just don't know what it is. I mean, what else could be going on other than that's what they think? Because it can't be like Manny said, that they're trying to create a trade market for this guy. That's not going to happen. I would like to think you're completely wrong, Manny Hill, but I don't know. They can't really think he's an option, can they? He doesn't work. Like, he's a non-workable part. It, it's like he should be recalled. It looks that way to me. <laughs> Gary Kubiak is a much smarter football mind than I am. I'll give him that. He should be recalled. Obviously, 
The the makers should put out a thing saying that all the Quan Treadwell models are being recalled. They don't work. Bring them back in <laughs> for a full <laughs> refund. Like this doesn't work. And I, and I know this is kind of this would kind of be a secondary thing, as you know, in in the minds of Mike Zimmer and and Gary Kubiak. But like, what are you what are you telling the fan base if you're gonna if like, you, know. you know like what. If, the the fans have already kind of checked out on this guy. Like, what what are you? But what are you? What 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 are you trying to sell? But it's not even with him. But it's not. But the reason why you need to like not do this and not provide this temptation at all is is the point about cousins will throw to him. You know, Favre Favre would have looked at him by now and just laughed and said, I'm, "I'd rather force the ball over the middle to a guy in triple coverage." And, and that's uh, that's Am not going to throw the ball to the quad. No, yeah. no. <laughs> but you can't give Kirk this. Do it? Who knows? You can't give Kirk this temptation. Kirk is Kirk is a weak man when it comes to seeing eligible receivers on the field, and we'll throw them the ball. So anyway, Brett, are you going to throw? You he to, does it just to be nice. Brett, are you going to throw to Laquan Treadwell? You know, uh, yeah, I could. No, <laughs> will I do it? I, who knows? Well, I, I've learned to never say never. Oh. <laughs> you know, you know the moment Barb came up in the conversation, I was going to drop that in. Oh, no, it's great! Thank you. It I appreciate help it. myself. It never fails, Manny. It's always great. <laughs> you okay now? You get that off your chest? I just, I just feeling better. I just, I mean, you don't because he's Laquan you know Treadwell is still is? a Viking. But do you, you feel any better? You know what this is? This is Christmas bleeping morning, and I come downstairs to all of these free agents. It's the legal tampering period, and I'm going through all my boxes, and the first one's Mark Judd. I'm like, this is going to be so great. And my grandma sent me a hand-knitted sweater. She sent you a Laquan Treadwell jersey? Exactly. I'm like, Nana, Nana, what the hell's going on here? Nana, why today? So apparently, Laquan Treadwell, if you believe what they're saying, is going to be the Vikings' third receiver or somehow involved in the Vikings' wide receiver core and the Vikings' offense. Antonio Brown will not. This going down over the weekend. He gets sent from Pittsburgh to the Oakland, soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders for a third and fifth round pick to the Steelers. Put the money aside for a second. We'll get to the money in just a second, Judd. But for all the campaigning that you did to not trade for Antonio Brown, if we're just talking about the the cost of the trade, again, put the contract aside for a second. A third and a fifth round pick? The Steelers got fleeced here for Antonio Brown. Absolutely fleeced. And Bill Barnwell of ESPN had an entire article talking about how the Pittsburgh Steelers got fleeced in trading their soon-to-be Hall of Fame wide receiver for a third and a fifth round pick. They got completely fleeced, but the question that you then have to turn around and ask yourself is they know they got fleeced and they wanted to get rid of him so badly and felt that he had to be moved so badly that they were willing to be fleeced. And then the question gets into his personality and dealing with him. And and I think then the question becomes, is he going to the best spot possible? And as I read a bunch of stories about this weekend, the last time that John Gruden had a high-profile, headstrong receiver was Keyshawn Johnson in Tampa Bay, and that didn't work out great. So, yes, they got fleeced, but I still think Brown is going to be a handful, and I don't know if I want to deal with that. In fact, I personally didn't. That was always my point. 
So so when Collar said third round pick, you've got to take the chance. I said no, I don't want to take that chance. I don't. You you're going to be the rare team I think that's strong enough to absorb this guy and this personality is not going to change. And I don't know that he's the. This is the debate well, you we, and I keep we debate having. this, but I I just disagree with I you. I don't know that he's the problem child that you and others make him out to be. The Steelers seem to me to be a dysfunctional organization, and Brent Roethlisberger is a quarterback who's past his prime, who feels a need to speak out about his his premier wide receiver, who's who makes him better and makes him money and wins him football games, and, and the Steelers just bow down to Ben Roethlisberger, give him contract extension after contract extension, and say, go ahead and talk down to the rest of that and locker room. And that's very fair, but but my problem is, I think Oakland's just as dysfunctional and bad. Well, I, mean, I think yeah. you would have to, I think if you were to absorb this guy, you would have to make sure that your culture and environment is the exact right one. And if I'm the Vikings, I don't trust it. I think the Vikings have created a good culture and, and a good environment, but I don't know that the introduction of a guy like this to a locker room like that is a great idea. So so if you're the Patriots, you know what? You could probably do it. You could probably do it. But the majority of teams in this league with a personality, with, with a guy as headstrong as Antonio Brown is, I think would have real issues trying to keep that relationship good for an extended period of time. I don't know. I mean, I... I think at the start of last year, I was kind of at the point of what the hell are the Oakland Raiders doing? What the hell is John Gruden doing? But now when you look at what they've done now the last few months with trading Amari Cooper, getting a first round pick for Amari Cooper, and then using and then using a third and a fifth round pick to get Antonio Brown, because they basically they've upgraded a wide receiver now from Cooper to Brown, even though Brown's Brown's older, but he's better. And they got a first-round pick. So they basically traded Amari Cooper, a third-round pick, and a fifth-round pick for mm-hmm. Antonio Brown in a first. That's a good return. That's amazing. But can That's they, incredible. But can they handle the player? And that's my question. And with Gruden, history says probably not at this point. And as part of the deal, mm-hmm. Brown also got a fifty, just over $50 million payout over the next three seasons. And his guaranteed money goes from zero to thirty point one two five million dollars. No one's saying he's dumb, and I say good for you, Antonio Brown. Yep, I agree with that. A lot of people are saying that you know he's just in it for the money. He goes from one of the class franchises of the NFL and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and a team that makes the playoffs and wins Super Bowls year after year after year, to the Raiders, who are a laughing stock. I would like any one of the people who are criticizing Antonio Brown. Let's say he did do it, quote unquote, just for the money. Let's see you stay loyal to your employer when there's thirty million dollars of guaranteed money on the table. If you can strong your way, strong arm your way out and go play somewhere else or go go work somewhere else. And by the way, the Steelers haven't won a Super Bowl in eleven years, right? So I mean, on top of what I just said, I would like to. So, <laughs> oh, it's, it's not like it's not like it's not like this is the Patriots trading away Antonio Brown. Like mm-hmm. the Steelers historically over the course of. Almost 50 years. Yeah, the Steelers have been a great franchise, but in the 80s, they weren't any good. And now they're kind of in this decade long sort of Super Bowl drought, if you will, in that they've they've been good and they've been contending. But it's not like they're like a they're not a championship caliber team. This is this is just going to be it's going to be very interesting to watch this play out with this franchise if Carr continues to struggle at times and doesn't get Brown the ball when Brown thinks that he should, Gruden's temperament is not the greatest when when it comes to players, especially, I think, the modern player. So this could be fun. 
But yes, as far as the cash goes, if I this is a two way street. If I'm the team and I can put it to the player, and I don't like the player, you know, I like the player, but but for the sake of my cap, I can mm-hmm. I can win. I'm going to win. But if I'm the player and I can win, good for you too. Well, it seemed like the, it seemed like the Steelers were trying to stick it to Antonio Brown by by trying to send him to Buffalo on Friday, and that and he thing, put a stop to that. Yeah, that whole thing fell. Through. And Antonio Brown absolutely won this thing. Like in Antonio Brown versus the Steelers, Antonio Brown won in a landslide. He's going to Las Vegas. It's not even close. <laughs> He's he going got, to Vegas. He baby. got the he got yeah. the money he wanted. He's yeah. going to Las Vegas. He and acted. You can say he acted like a fool. He made an ass of himself throughout this whole thing. He was a spoiled brat about it. But Antonio he wanted. Antonio Brown walks away with what he wanted, and the Steelers traded a Hall of Fame wide receiver for a third and a fifth round pick. Yep. And I don't. Do you think this changes the game? Because we don't, you don't see NFL players orchestrate an exit and get the guaranteed money well, the way that Antonio Brown just did. This is this is an NBA player style power play from Antonio Brown here. You do not see this in the NFL. The issue though is how, how many how many Antonio Browns are out there. Right. So yes, it cha- if I'm a superstar, it changes the game. But but one you don't see a ton of superstar players who grow disgruntled, I don't think. It's some, not a ton. And two is again, your career is how long? Right. Antonio Brown waits another year or two. Guess what? This is probably gone because he's going to start to age at some point. So, yes, I think the answer to your question is it changes the game, but that game is played in a very, very small window of time. This is what Randy Moss said about the power play Antonio Brown just pulled. He said, I would tell you this, if you are an elite player in the National Football League, then I think, yes, this is the approach. This is a page you can take out of Antonio Brown's game. Stay aggressive. Be aggressive. If you're a guy just trying to get a little contract, just remain on the team, you don't take Antonio Brown's approach because you might find yourself at home. So this approach is not for everyone, but it's an aggressive approach only for the elite. And I would I would love to see other players take this route that Antonio Brown just did because A, it's drama, which is entertaining and it's something for Absolutely. us to talk about. <laughs> but B, I think it's it's the players taking some of the power back from the owners and I especially in the NFL, I like to see that. I don't know about you guys, but I like oh, to yeah, see it's that. Great. Bill Barnwell said today, again on Levitard, that from 2012 to 2016, Antonio Brown was, and it's not even close, the most underpaid player in the NFL. For five years now, he's been the most underpaid player in the NFL. And when he said that, I saw somebody tweet, Judd, that it's the NFL. Nobody's underpaid. Well, yeah, you can say that, but you know who's really not underpaid? The Roonies, the owners yeah. of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And by market Steelers. value, some guys you definitely know what I mean? are. Right. Adam Thielen right now, underpaid. But you never yes. you never hear people going, well, the owners make too much money. That's never a complaint although, that you hear, that the owners make too much money. Although, if we ever if we ever want to get to a place where, where players are even close to being on, and, and not at, but close to being on an even playing field, that's called a strike or a lockout. Right. And I don't... They should do it. I don't think that there's enough guys who make enough money to do it. But yes, what Brown did changes uh, potentially changes the game for guys who are superstars and not well paid. But you also got to grow completely disgruntled, right? Both sides have to. And and the Steelers made a trade right there that the majority of teams would not make. The Steelers clearly were done with this guy, were sick of him, and were willing to sit there and lose this trade. How many teams in the future? I think that that teams in the future that have the same problem would say to the player, then hold out. 
not we're going to trade mm-hmm. you for a third round pick right. and a fifth round pick. The Steelers didn't just lose the trade in the sense that it looks like the Raiders got the better end of it in just the talent swap, but they lost in a PR warfare with their with their star wide receiver who strong-armed his way out, got everything he wanted, and you got sold short in the meantime in the trade itself. I'm writing a note down right now for Write That Down on Friday uh-huh. with Phil. Week 8 is when Brown will be caught on camera yelling at Gruden on the side. <laughs> it's going to take That's eight my, weeks? Oh, yeah, he'll be on his best behavior so are you for a gonna, little while. Are you gonna, maybe we should just clarify this. I'd write that down on Friday, but whatever. Are you going to guarantee that by week eight he yells at John Gruden? Or week, your, you know what, your week pin, eight or after? You're pinpointing week no, eight. No, no, no. Okay. I'm, I'm going right. to say week eight or after. Okay. The uh, You know the uh, Oakland soon-to-be Los Angeles, or uh, I'm sorry, Las, Las Vegas, Vegas Raiders? Mm-hmm. Uh, they come to U.S. Bank Stadium in 2019. Oh, I'm not that. mistaken. I wonder if that'll be week eight. So we got okay. So we've got Antonio Brown. We've got Case Keenum coming here with Washington. Oh, the 2019 home schedule. Get your tickets now. Yeah, it's an NFL free agency frenzy bonanza on Score North on 1500 and ScoreNorth.com. We'll uh, run through the free agency moves that have happened today unofficially in the legal tampering period and some of the rumors that are floating around on Purple Daily on Score North on 1500 and ScoreNorth.com. Right after this. Game time, all the time. ScoreNorth.com. Celebrate everything Minnesota and run your first race of the spring with the Hot Dash 5K and 10 Mile at Boom Island on Saturday, March 23rd. You'll learn a storm. Uh, you'll earn a Storm Creek long sleeve quarter zip, technical pullover, and finisher medal. Enjoy a steamy serving of finish line hot dish and. Cool down with a free post-race beer. Visit tcmevents.org to register for the Hot Dash on Saturday, March 23rd. It's Purple Daily on Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com. That voice you just heard, Manny Hill. I'm Rami Makloff, along with Judd Zulgat, kicking off the NFL free agency frenzy bonanza this week on Score North and all of our platforms. Again, Matthew Collar will be here at 2 o'clock with Score North. Score North Live. Easy for me to say. Have all the free agency moves covered for you. For those two hours, Mackie and Judd with Rami will have anything you need to know covered as well. And tonight, from 6.30 until 7.30 on Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch, you can follow us on all those platforms at SKOR North. We'll have an NFL Twitter watch-along party with uh, Phil Mackey, Matthew Collar, and Judd Zulgad. That's at SKOR North. If you're just tuning in, two moves by the uh, Minnesota Vikings today. They released uh, Sendejo and Remmers. They now have about $10 million in cap space. We have the first unofficial signing in the legal tampering period, Judd, and that is uh, Trent Brown, Patriots left tackle. He signs with the uh, Oakland Raiders, Oakland soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders. Don't look now, but John Gruden is starting to kind of build something there in, in, in Las Vegas you, or Oakland or whatever you want to call it. Do you guys get the impression, Rami, um, that the Raiders, and this is just a complete guess, but considering the Khalil Mack trade was so bad, mm-hmm. like it didn't make sense, do you get the impression that there's been a cash windfall or influx of some sort to this team? Because the Khalil, the Khalil Mack trade, to me, that decision didn't make sense. And, and I saw that the team was cash uh, strapped at that time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, then I guess I can go down that path. But now you've got the Brown trade. You've got uh, this move bringing in, uh, bringing in Trent Brown. Something's happened here. Like, there's been cash freed up somehow. And, and 
what I said at the time of the Mac trade was this team's going to Las Vegas. I know it's going to cost them to move, but they're going to Las Vegas. Right. So there's going to have to be at some point in time some cash coming into them. And I wonder if that started now, given the fact that they are, that they've gone from basically making a trade with Khalil Mack that you said to yourself that this, this is almost like a garage sale type of situation to these two moves. I mean, I thank John Gruden for trading Khalil Mack to the Chicago Bears as, as a Bears fan. But the move actually, it wasn't as ridiculous or, or as much of a folly as people made it out to be at the time. We talk all the time about if, you, if you're not going to win a Super Bowl and if you're just sort of stuck in the middle, yeah. then go ahead and bottom out. And I think John Gruden showed up to, to Oakland and was like, I don't see a great way to get out of the middle here without bottoming out. And I can't bottom out. Unless I trade my best player in Khalil Mack, and they just stockpiled draft picks, but over the course of the entire last offseason, they freed up some money that they didn't have to pay to Khalil Mack, and now they can go into free agency. They can use some of these draft picks either to take players or use them in trades. And I think John Gruden was looking at the long game more than just, well, yeah, I'm trading a guy who might right. be the best pass rusher in the league right now. He knew he was trading one of the pass rushers in the league. He just didn't really see how he how he put him over the top and helped him win a Super Bowl at the moment. Can I give you why why today and this week? I love it. Absolutely yes. love it. Pro, yes. Profootballtalk.com. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, a little while ago, it, it's now the third story down on, on their site. It just says, report, Jets are divided on pursuing Le'Veon Bell. Okay? <laughs> I just saw this pop up. Now, here's the lead story, the most recent. So, so let's say there's, there's a half hour, 45 minute gap between these two stories. The most recent story. <laughs> that story came out at 11.44 a.m. Okay. Eastern time. The one that you just so read. So, a couple hours. Yes. Okay. The lead story now on PFT. Source, Jets aren't divided on Levy and Bell. <laughs> so they have people who are supposedly very busy, right? Yes. Making decisions about their team. Clearly monitoring pro football talk, which a lot of us do. That's not surprising. But then calling Florio to be like, we're not divided. Okay, thanks. And then the next story. So the two stories now, Jets aren't divided on Bell after the one came out that said Jets are divided on pursuing. Yeah, now it says per league source, the Jets are unified on their approach to the soon-to-be former Steelers standout. Which means someone from the Jets got hold of Mike Florio to say, no, we're not we're not divided yeah. at all. No, the source strongly disputed the report <laughs> the from Man Schmeta of the uh, New York Daily News suggesting that a uh, schism exists. One of my favorite words in sports. Oh, schism, the schism exists here was- within organization regarding Bell. It uh, remains to be seen whether the team's undivided approach will result in the Jets pursuing Bell or not pursuing him. Oh, schisms. We we once had the, the greatest schism, which didn't exist in this town, was 2009 when the Vikings pursued Favre. Adam Schefter came out with a story, and I'm not joking. And and I believe I believe the story was Tavares Jackson has support in the locker room to be the Vikings starting quarterback, and therefore there is a schism in the Vikings locker room. Oh, I love it. About schism. Brett Favre. Right. To which everyone's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I remember and that. At the combine, and at the combine, the next year, Schefter walks by and talks to Ziggy for a very short time, and Ziggy, Schefter leaves, and <laughs> Ziggy goes, here's your schism. Very, still very, very um, confused about the fact that there would have been a report that somebody actually thought Tavares Jackson should be this team's starting quarterback over Brett Favre. You didn't? <laughs> ask ask our guy Sage Rosenfels about the schism. He'll laugh about it.
<laughs> so it looks like the Jets. That that report says that it's it's unclear if their unified approach will be to go after or not go after Le'Veon Bell. It looks like they'll be one of the teams going after him. What's what's the best fit for Le'Veon Bell in your opinion, Judd? And what would be the most entertaining landing spot for him? And I don't know if those are the same answer or not. The Raiders might be fun. Yeah, that's what I was. Put thinking. him back with Brown. Mm-hmm. That that might be great fun. Yeah. You know. He's a hell of a player, but I struggle here too because of what he's going to want in that position. I just, I've t- told you this before, I can't pay that position too much of all the positions in this league that I'm going Even to pay. Even for now. a guy who does everything that he does. Yeah, he's but not- what's the, what, and, and I know he sat out a year, but what's the shelf life now? What's the contract like? And for, for one year, oh yeah, I'll pay him for sure. But how much do I have to give him over how much period of time? And what's the cap hit? But just for fun. Oakland slash Vegas might be great fun. Isn't Marshawn still there too? I think he retired. Did he retire, Did he retire again? again? Yeah, I can't think so. Re- I can't remember with him. He's, I mean, if, that would be something. If lighting the blunt off of Al Davis's eternal flame at the Raiders Stadium wasn't wasn't his retirement, I don't know what is. Did you guys see that footage? Yes. That video footage? Uh, yeah. Okay. Now that you bring it up, I remember. That's a thing it, yes. he actually did. Um, yeah, I think that'd be. I think that'd be really, really entertaining if he went to Oakland. Because I don't know about you guys, and I'm sure this has come out in the way that I've talked about the whole Antonio Brown situation. I'm tired of the Steelers' crap. I really am. I'm tired of the Steelers' crap and them thinking that they're this high and mighty organization and treating some of their players the way that they treat some of their players. I don't think it's a coincidence that their two most high-profile players outside of their quarterback grew unhappy with the organization and and scratched and clawed their way out of there in Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. And I would take some joy in seeing them go to Oakland and seeing that thing work and throwing it right back in the face of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, and- I know that we're talking about a team that rarely changes coaches here, but are we talking about a time where the head coach's time is just up to? Mm-hmm. Is Tomlin just, and he was, I covered him. He's been there 12 years. He's an impressive guy. Mm-hmm. But just with all that's gone wrong there, and and Antonio Brown clearly came in and at some point in time started to run the show, which if you're a player, it's a problem. I just wonder if a lot of their problems now are rooted in the fact that they've got a quarterback who's aging and still thinks that he's in complete control and a head coach who definitely had the player's ears at one time but doesn't as much now. And I'm big on this. This is not 1978. Shelf lives exist for coaches. The Steelers have had, I think, since 1969, Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin. It's craziness. But I think in fairness, at some point, coaches have... have an expiration date. And is Mike Tomlin, this doesn't mean he won't coach again somewhere else, but has he just reached the expiration date for his time in Pittsburgh? I think we're going to find out a lot about Ben Roethlisberger, too, in 2019. Just like how how good he is. It's not going to end well, will it? I don't, It doesn't seem like it It feels will. like he's going to end up on like Tampa Bay, fat and limping around and getting hit a lot. and just And it's just going to be sort of sad. I don't see him going away. I won't away. be that sad. I'm not a ben, well, I'm not a Ben Roethlisberger fan. Well, then then you'll be laughing hysterically, <laughs> yeah. Rami. It just I don't see it being a good exit from this league and he strikes me as the type of guy. He's going to claim retirement because he started mm-hmm. that. But yeah, I he already all, did that. Two yeah, years yeah. ago but he said he was times. thinking about walking away. But so did Brett. Right. I just think, you know, as a cardinal or a buccaneer just eating 
turf and dirt consistently and getting up and smoking and drinking and being fat and miserable. That's how I see him. <laughs> I would I would enjoy that. But from a football standpoint, from a football fit standpoint, and a team that I think Le'Veon Bell could put over the top, I really like how he would look in the Colts backfield. Behind Andrew Luck with yeah. what they already have going on and their passing game and that defense seemed to take another step line, last year and that, that offensive line. line. Yeah. I think that, that could if they if you add Le'Veon Bell and if Le'Veon Bell is still Le'Veon Bell and didn't chunk up too much in the season that he took off, I think that's a team that probably presents the best challenge to the Patriots in the AFC next year. What what's your contract to him? For Le'Veon? Yeah. How long how long and Guaranteed, would you be willing to go? Because he's going to be looking to break the bank. He yeah, I was going to say he's, he's missed a year, which sort of scares me in football. And and again, if I could get him for three years, I'd do it in a heartbeat. But if he wants, you know, five years, which I don't have to live up to necessarily, but then the guaranteed cash over the life of that contract comes in into play. That's where it would scare me a little. Bit. I mean, he didn't sit out a year to not get top top, exactly. top running back, but sitting running. out a year in this league. Doesn't guarantee you come back great. Right now, uh, Todd Gurley has the number one running back contract in the league. $57.5 million was the total of the contract. Average of about $14 million per year. Total guaranteed was $45 million. Uh, fully guaranteed is uh, close to $22 million wow. for him, and it was a five-year deal. I, it's going to have to be in that neighborhood, isn't it? Oh, yes. If, yes, you're gonna, if you're going to land that's Le'Veon my, Bell? That's my question to you is, if, if you were the Colts, would you say yes to that? And last time I checked, the Colts had... It's they either the, the, Colts or, the Colts or the Browns have the most cap space. And I thought the Browns might be in on him, mm-hmm. but then they went and traded for Kareem Hunt as soon as as soon as they yeah. possibly could. So between him and, uh, and Chubb, I don't think they're really in the market for a running back anymore. I think the Colts and the Jets are probably the two teams that uh, bid it out over the services of Le'Veon Bell. Much, much more NFL free agency for Frenzy Bonanza coming up at 2 with Score North Live. And then tonight, 6.30 to 7.30 across our social media platforms, we'll have a free agency watch-along. That's Judd and Manny. I'm Rami. We'll talk to you next on Purple Daily. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.